Welcome everyone, we're about to begin by Hashem, Shalom Bayashir number 240. We're talking about principle number one in um, John Gottman's book, The Seven Principles of Making a Marriage Work. The first principle we started to talk about in the last year, what he calls enhancing love maps, which really simply means to understand and know each other um, as emotionally intelligent people, to develop it, to be attentive to know the details of your spouse's life, lives, to understand their, what their joys and likes and dislikes and fears and stresses are, and to be attuned to one another. So he gives an example here of a couple with a mother, or before she had a child, the wife was a career-oriented person, and then she became a mother, her daughter, she had a daughter, she became a mother, and something shifted in her, in her meaning in life. And she was willing to sacrifice for her daughter and gave of her career to her to become a mother as motherhood and shifted her focus on her daughter. And that happens a lot to parents where they shift from their own lives or their own marriage even and focus on the child, which very often is a healthy thing when used the right way, because a, 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 a birth of a child is an extremely profound thing. It's one of the biggest brachas that, that HaKadosh Baruch gives us. And your whole notion who you are as a mother changes, and your values get, you realize there's a Hemshech and there's a Chinuch, and, and it's a big, and it's a big, um, big change. So, this wife, when she became a mother, shifted her focus, and the husband was sort of confused by these changes. She, he always knew this woman, his wife, to be a career-oriented person, and he saw that she was transforming, she was changing. But the muzzle was, is because he had the habit from before to stay deeply connected with his wife, so his so the husband was able to keep up to date and stay focused and attuned to what his wife was feeling and not passing judgments uh on her at all and understanding that her priority shifts and he was attuned to her and she was attuned to him and the marriage did, did not suffer as a result so i put in here a pdf that is kadai to really really contemplate and think about the principles and the exercises that he puts forth are very practical, scientific, and it actually helps understanding each other. So if you look through exercise one, we're not going to go through all of them. He places, uh, he basically brings down 60 different questions that you could ask your wife and, um, and see if you know it or your husband and then you work with each other on it. You can read it as you go along, how how to do it exactly. But the common theme of it is basically like that. This indeed enhances your marriage. To understand even the nuances that may seem insignificant. So for example, uh, what her who her friends are, what music she enjoys, what hobby she enjoys, uh, what's what what's what's her stressors? What stresses her or him? What stresses are they facing today? Um, 
and um, what their greatest fears are, what makes them feel good about themselves, what makes them feel good about their marriage, what gets them excited sexually, open conversations like that. What's their favorite color? How do they enjoy spending their free time? What personal improvements do they each want to yearn for and strive through? What type of presents they would enjoy receiving? What their best childhood memories are? Favorite vacations? Favorite sport? Favorite activities? Um, favorite books? And so on and so forth. What are you worried about? What are your fears? What are your concerns? What do you feel bad about and that you you know you want to work through? What was your best childhood experience? What was your worst childhood experience? Who do you admire in life? And who do you look up to in life? Uh, which foods do you like or dislike? And so on and so forth. So you read through these 60s as an example. And if you're a terror observant person, it, it could go through many different other types of things as well connected to Tyra who is your role model when you grew up, which biographies of G'dayli Yisrael that you read, both husband and wife, that you looked up to certain people, and why did you look up to them, which stories of Tzadikim left this tremendous ration on them, um, and, 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 and what's your, what's, uh, what, uh, how, you know, what is your inner striving towards your phys- uh, spiritual growth, and, and what your ideals are, and what your goals are. So exercise one talks about specific questions you could ask. Exercise two is more open-ended questions. Open-ended questions is also a great opportunity where you could continue longer conversations based on these open-ended conversations. And you shift your interest that you want to really be interested in what your wife or your husband is and what they have to say and what their lives are about. Um, so he, he writes here 30 different open-ended questions and we could, you could use your own ingenuity and thoughts and pertaining to your situation in life and add to it, um, and so on. So for example, um, so he brings down here, um, uh, how do you compare yourself as a mother? compared to your own mother. Now, again, you have to be careful with Lashon Hara, so that's a separate issue. When you talk about people, you have to be very, very careful not to speak Lashon Hara. One example really is the opposite of Lashon Hara, actually. On Kabbalah, and they could talk to each other about what they admire most in their parents, their father and their mother, and what attributes do they feel that are very good in their parents that they want to incorporate within themselves and in their family structure things like that who their role models were um number number 12 if you it would instantly possess three new skills what would what would you choose this gives you a clear pesach of trying to understand what your husband or wife's aspirations are what skills they wish they would develop or they want to develop it shows what their chuka what their which a chuka in real life is what do you value most highly in your friends, in true friends that you have? As a teenager, what was the best things that happened to you? What was the worst things that happened to you? What were the lessons in life that you learned 
you know, let's say the hard way. And I, you know, I learned my lesson from this and this, how I grew from it. And this is why I feel this way about certain things now because of that experience that happened then. Open up those conversations. If you would choose a different career or vocation, what would it be? Why would it be? And even if it's not possible to change your vocation now, but if you speak to your, let's say, your husband, and your husband is in a certain profession, and you ask him, what is his real deep desire? That if he would have, you know, right now choose what he really wanted to do to make Parnassa, what would he be yearning towards? What would he want to be? It's important for a wife to know what that is, and the husband to the wife. What talents do you feel you have within that you feel that you could develop and grow with? And what are your goals in life? What are your hashkafas in life? What are your life dreams? What's your goals for Amishbach? Things things that may or may may or may not have talked about during the dating period. But now is a beautiful time to bring that up again. So again, you can look at the 60 specific questions this, these 30 open-ended questions, and you could use, use this as examples to bring out other things that you could ask your husband and your wife and have discussions about to learn more about each other. So that's the second exercise, those open-ended questions. Then he brings down a third exercise, which is a very fascinating thing, and it's really a way of exploring yourself as well as your spouse, to understand yourself as well as your husband and wife. And it takes a lot of honesty. These are more, um, you know, real hardcore questions that really could make you vulnerable because you're expressing some deep parts of yourself. But this is the way you, you, you learn from each other. So, for example, he, she ha- he has a section here of five questions regarding my triumphs and strivings. What are you proud of? What did you feel great about accomplishing up to this point? Why Or things that you were happy that you did? And how these successes shaped your life? How you overcame certain negative midas? And I really worked on it. And, and here is something, if it's emes la mitoy, it's not gaiva to express to your wife or to your husband how proud you are that you overcame a certain challenge and now, Baruch Hashem, you're doing something right. And you talk about what you're doing something right. And um, and um, what you accomplished and what your parents, how, what they expressed, how they loved you and the, the affection expressed and um, and what you're striving for. And things like that. So that's the the first five talks about positive things. The next five talks about more painful things, which is also something that people normally don't like to talk about. But with your husband and wife, sometimes you have to express those things that you went through that may have been difficult, that that is important and therapeutic and healthy to share with your spouse your losses, your disappointments, your nesyainais. In other words, you could say, and there's nothing wrong with it, actually it makes a couple closer. You know sometimes where you open up and you tell your wife or you tell your husband, you know, I'll tell you something. I did something once or I went, I, I handled something in the in the wrong way because I was tired or whatever it is and I deeply regret it and I know from now on I have to be more careful. 
And it's safe to do that with a wife or husband that really loves you. So, for example, when you you know you maybe were too sharp with a, a person, and you acknowledge it to your wife, you know, I feel bad. I had a Talmud, and I was too short tempered with him or her, and this is what happened, and I have to, you know, that I regret, and I need to work on it, or that really, you know, made me going forward be more sensitive in the way I talk to my students. And your wife hears this and understands it, and vice versa. And certain traumas could be discussed that you overcame and how you overcame it, how you were able to heal yourself, and things like that. For example, Khalil shouldn't happen to anybody if you have a married couple where one of them, husband or wife, lost Khalila, a sibling or a parent they lost very young, or even just simply a grandparent, and, and, and you were traumatized by their petira, by their death, and you want, you talk about it with your wife or husband, explain what they're like, what you loved about them, and so on and so forth. All these things, my emotional world, childhood, um, your hashkafas about things, what your missions in life are. The last page here talks about my missions in life, what I want to become, what I want to be remembered by, and and um, what, how can you best help yourself become that person, and what struggles did you face already in trying to become that person, and what's the things that you would utmost really work want to try to work on changing about yourself, and really have these honest, honest, open conversations with one another about your inner lives. And to listen, to listen and be very, very interested in this. You know, there's a book that uh, started this emotional intelligence, which is, again, it's a terror concept for thousands and thousands of years. But it was a novel approach that someone, an author, Daniel Goldman, wrote a book called Emotional Intelligence, that intelligence is not just based on the IQ that you have, it's based, you know, on, on intellectual knowledge, but it's based on your emotional maturity. And he has a whole book on it. And that opened up the whole topic. He writes, quote-unquote, Askama on the book by John Gottman over here, specifically to things like the exercises we just talked about now, that this is a perfect guide to become more emotionally intelligent in marriage. We really should create, as is Hashem, you know, just the time is limited. There's so many um, angles within marriage and character development that we have not yet discussed. Personality types, other types of things. And one of them is to discuss emotional intelligence and how to develop it. And really, that is what these exercises are. And that is what principle one really is. Enhancing your, your love maps, it cannot be underemphasized how extremely, it cannot be overemphasized how extremely important this principle is. Where you, de- you decide, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I might find, you know, after a while you find your marriage stale or your wife boring or your husband monotonous or nothing special, and you realize and you think along the lines of, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu created this 
Tzelem Elikim, this Nishama, this Chelek Elikami Mal Mamash, and put him in a him or her in a body, and brought them up in the and have them come into this world. They're here for a purpose, a real holy special purpose, and they have endless potential. My husband has it. My wife has it. They may seem just like regular human beings right now without, you know, eh, what's the big deal? They're not mundane. They're very special. They're very unique. And they're a mal. They have a holy neshama. And they have a whole, their whole world onto themselves. And you make it a commitment in this principle number one, in enhancing your love maps, in learning all you can about your husband, about your wife, and be open to it, be curious about it, be very interested in it, and say, I'm going to learn everything of, that there is to know as best as I could in understanding the physical, emotional, and spiritual uh, lives, life of my spouse in ways that I could uh, connect with them ultimately and help them, which we're going to talk about in the future principles that he's going to bring up. And, but this is the first step, to become emotionally intelligent by being attuned to one another in knowing each other very, very intimately well. And that is the key to sustain a happy marriage. Like I said before, that way when even matzavim change, a child is born, a couple of children are born, it shifts, the tears get more, uh, you know, whatever it is that changes, you already have and develop that connection with each other of deeply knowing about each other that helps you sustain a happy marriage and connect with each other no matter what is going on. The next principle is to take that knowledge and to bring it to the next step and to nurture a certain fondness and admiration towards that knowledge that you just received. But at first, this is the key. You get to openly learn and be curious and be willing to try to understand your husband or your wife as best as you could. Have a wonderful day.